Shut up. The foot is on Triple M. Now on Triple M Footy. Now they're switched on. This is. Who are you having to go at here? Is the Midweek Rub. Please just call me the Oracle from now on. Triple M Rocks Footy. The Navy Blue faithful are celebrating each final like they haven't seen many of them as Blake Aker's dribble goal sealed only their second prelim final this millennium. Saturday night looms as the biggest moment in Brisbane since World Expo 88 with Lions legend Voss taking on his former side in a Shakespearean twist of fate. If required, the nomadic, unshakable giants would play and win on the moon with 96,000 strong black and white army hope their party isn't ruined a week too soon. To preview the two massive prelim finals this weekend on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub, all thanks to Starwood Whiskey, venture to New Horizons with award-winning Starwood Whiskey, two-time All-Australian and State's Hall of Famer, Lee Montagna. Hello, Rabsy, taking the prelim final week. We've got a sponsor on board. Um, <laughs> we are humming. It's taken almost three years, but they've <laughs> finally seen how good this show wow. is. The man with skin in both prelim finals, Daisy Thomas. Yeah, certainly oh, do. Too. And you can understand, I think we'll get to the reason why we may have the new oh, sponsor as well. Mm. Mm. And the best footy media piss-up organiser, Damien Barrett. <laughs> hey, Damo. Pie night. The pie night from last <laughs> night, as Hutchie calls it. Uh, yeah, and we may as well start there because you want us to talk about this, no, Rabsy, because well, you well, want we... us to say, well done last night on being the rising star of 2023 under the awards. Well, well played, Rabsy. mate, and well-deserved. Well-deserved. Clinton Grimes Emerging Talent yeah. Award for the best emerging talent in football. And I just want to read a quote from the judges. This is what the judges <laughs> said, yep. Daisy. The judges commended Ryan's emerging appeal as host on the midweek run. Uh, there you go. And I think these poems off the top might have got a run, and they are going global. Feeding them off Gazi, that quote. I, I love hey. the fact that last week we sat here and we put the pressure on Damo for an award, and I'm not going to lie, I thought it might have come to me or your good I'll, self. I was and, waiting. And Rabsy, the star of the show no, now, the you. man who leads it off the top, dominating on the rush hour as well. Fans coming up to Rabsy, and I've seen this firsthand, Going, hey, Rabsy, do you laugh? <laughs> do you laugh? So, well done, Rabbit. It's a uh, laugh. It's a great honour for you, I'm sure. No, what was it you it. said, Joey? Um, you're only as good as the people. Well, you're only as good as people we work with. Uh, did you accept? Did you thank us in your acceptance speech last uh, night? No, to, honestly, I, my it was very short because I mm. did not expect it. So I think I, I don't know whether you did get. It I don't think we got to mention it at all. Did, did we? I mm. said thanks to Ewan for uh, letting me on the show, <laughs> uh, and I thank Damo for putting on the awards. Actually, last you night. did too. You did. And I wished everyone in the room good luck with the finals and the rest of the AFLW season. I thought that was very nice speech. So, what happened to the midweek? Rub, did we win an award? Uh, no, no we, I think it's a collective award. We lost yes. it to a ni- 1990s 3RW. Hutto podcast. doing something on the 1990s. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm back all <laughs> Maybe we right. talk about the 80s next year. <laughs> no, he's a good man. Hutto. They're sponsored anyway. by Lambrusco. We're sponsored by Starwood Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> How did you decide that we did win, Damo? I deliberately have zero to do with anything to do with the votes and the adjudications. Brown paper so, bags, yeah. Yeah. Brown yeah. paper yeah. bags. It was that simple. <laughs> we know Joey didn't vote because Collingwood won best uh, club digital. Oh, oh, whoa, oh. Whoa. <laughs> and even that's probably st- have you seen Hang what on, the how jo- stiff are the Giants? Yeah, the Giants are the best. Uh, they mums. won it for uh, Bo McCreary's mum's oh, speech. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. So, it's hard yeah. to beat, wasn't yeah, it? it was. From a social media offering that, yeah. uh, and again, it was all due to Bo McCreary's mum, not the club, but. But the club media stuff, Daisy, have you seen it? The if you Giants are a listener of this, have a look at the GWS Giants Instagram, the way that some of the stuff they do. It is very, very entertaining. <laughs> they haven't fun. missed a trick so far, and it's mm. put the heat on, I think, everyone else's media department just to elevate themselves and lift a little bit, which is good for the laughter not, rabbit. Not taking themselves so seriously. Yeah, well, that's it. It's a fun industry. Speaking of not taking themselves so seriously, how did last night go, Daisy? No, not the, the right environment. Um, as a rule. <laughs> was it funny? Was it entertaining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? As Brian's a rule, media does. Great. 
Bynes was good, yeah, because yeah, he was inducted as a life member, as one of two life members. Um, Jace was up there as uh, as the Lou Richards medalist, and he spoke really nicely too, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did. Yeah. yeah. We put a, uh, a countdown clock in the line of sight of the people oh, yeah. up there because there were some, historically, <laughs> who may have just uh, gone on a little bit too long. So it starts at 60, you've got to zero, and then you'll be wound up after that. But most, I think most actually really respected that, and it works for the night. Is yeah. there an after party? There was. Is there? there? Was yep. I left that after about half an hour, so I can't report in as to what happened. But I haven't heard anything. We're talking uh, late morning now, on the the morning after, mm. or the well, morning if you, look, if you look outside, and then Rudy, yeah. Rudy was there to stumps. Rudy looks like he he's been there to stumps. Yeah. Yeah. Jasper and his little offsider in the back row. Jasper's got eighteen liters of water. <laughs> These are the types you've got to be careful of. Yeah. Not so much the stars of the show, like yeah. Rabsy, who would have been. Now that he's in the public eye, needs to be well-respected, didn't have a beer in any photo. <laughs> These little reptiles in the background who've thoroughly enjoyed it. Changing tack just quickly before we get to Damo's news. Prelim final oh, this weekend. To talk about. Yes, Joey and Daisy. How exciting is this weekend as a player leading into these games? Or oh, are you nervous? Yeah. No, of course you're nervous. Of course you're excited. You're everything. Because the first point of call before trying to even win a flag is to get to a grand final, to play in one. I mean, that is the biggest day that you want to be in. So in some ways, a prelim is almost like a grand final day because making it is a, is a massive um, milestone. So um, they'll be, they'll be nervous. They'll be excited. Trainings will be packed with everyone there and everyone will be bouncing around and they are hard to win. I know people say that they are such a hard game to win. The atmosphere is better than a grand final because it is all fans. You don't have the, uh, however many thousand who are, there's just sort of corporates corporates that come along and not really sure how to cheer or when to cheer. The grand finals (laughs) is great, no doubt about it, but the prelim and especially Friday night when the Pies pack the place out against an interstate side, the noise is going to be unbelievable and I can't wait to go and sit along and enjoy it. Well, Damo's news is coming up next and we'll start with some ins and possible outs for those prelim finals. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub with Joey, Daisy and Damo for Starwood Whiskey. This is the Midweek Rub. Take whiskey somewhere new with Star Ward. Delicious, juicy and approachable. Star Ward whiskey to new horizons. Triple M rocks footy. Still getting used to us mm. having a sponsor. Whiskey. How good is that? Fanning more Fugazi and your predictions still to come. But Damo, let's kick off with some news. Up at the Lions, Jack Payne under an injury cloud. No certainty to play. It might be a, the old-fashioned 50-50 arrangement on this one right now. We'll train tomorrow. That's their main session, the Lions, for their game on Saturday night against Carlton. He's been so, cru- so crucial, guys, hasn't he, for, for what they've done this year. He's allowed Harris Andrews to return to that all-Australian type of form that he has previously had and has been so crucial to that. And equally uh, significantly, his breakout game, I think, from at least a, an outside of the Brisbane Lions perspective, realising how good this player was, was round eight when he played on Charlie Curnow on a Friday night and kept him to, to one goal. So the matchup there is, is crucial from that perspective. And everything's gone pretty well, apart from losing Will Ashcroft, seriously, with a, a knee injury. Most other issues have been managed perfectly by the Lions, but it's not ideal going into a, uh, a prelim final with him in doubt. You're the coach of the Lions, Joey. Do you play him? Well, 50-50? I saw a vision of him yesterday running laps and he was hobbling. Now, if he can have it jabbed, if it's an injury that he can maybe jab and play. You still roll the dice. I'll tell you what though, Daisy, coming in, I was thinking about what are the options mm. for Brisbane? Because all of a sudden he's at Darcy Gardner, yep. but they're going to have they're going to have Harry Mackay, Charlie Curnow and Tom DeConing in that forward line. We know this year Harris Andrews has become um, prolific again, not playing on the number one forward, yep. by playing on the second or third. Sliding across. So who plays on Charlie Kerno? I, I, I'm thinking this is a massive out in the context of the game and an opportunity for the Blues because does Ryan Lester have to try and play on Charlie Kerno? Do they put Harris Andrews 
who hasn't really played as a one-on-one lockdown defender onto Charlie Curnow, and then who gets Mackay, Tom DeConing. I think this is this is pretty significant for the for the matchup. And I think they'll roll with a sub who is a defender as well. So if you do go in with Payne at you know half rat power, roll a sub out who can replace him if need be. Mm. Payne's it's, super important. Yeah, yeah we've seen yep. that. It's a different injury to what Sam Taylor had. He had a hamstring, but I, I raise it in that context. Adam Kingsley's narrative in the week leading into it was it's a risk to play him, and equally. It may be a bigger risk to not play him. Yeah. And they got through. They played him, won their first final, got through, won their second final. They're going to have a risk to select Payne and equally to not select him as well because obviously there's no next week if they if they lose. And when you look at that game, that's pretty much the only way the Blues can, I think, win it is the forward line is dominant. If they mark in inside the air. 50. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. not the smalls, it's the air. Yep. Yep. Hey, um, you've been a newsbreaker for a while now, Days, and you can tell our midweek listeners right now about the other game and yep. the availability of uh, a key player. Yeah, the Ruckman at the GWS Giants, Kieran Briggs, who had the shoulder that was so sore he couldn't put his arms around his teammates in the circle when they sang the song on the week. He will play. 100% he will roll out and play this weekend. Yep. He looked as though he's he couldn't important. even use that arm in the post-match yeah. celebrations, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's an important player. He's had a terrific season. He's very important. Yeah. yeah. Massive. Uh, Saturday or Friday night, Nick Dacos will return to the team for the first time since round 21. It's just massive, isn't it? I mean, and two nights later, three nights later, he may be winning a Brownlow medal, but let's just focus on Friday night. I know we've known now for a good fortnight that he's coming back, but now that it's upon us and now we can actually visualize him running out, to return to playing, which he hasn't done since round 21 for this Collingwood team, and you're talking about noise levels. My goodness. Yeah, okay, I cannot wait. Again, just another story in what is going to be a massive weekend of prelim finals. The fact he's back, the extra, I guess, pressure and the eyes that then turn to GWS is like, okay, well, what are they going to do now? Mm-hmm. If it's just your Geordie to go, as you know, they probably go head to head and roll it out. He's such a prolific ball winner and user going inside forward 50, which the Pies need. You have to think about tags and how they're going to go after him. If they do, if they don't, and historically they don't, the Giants just roll with a team defense, which we've seen when Nick Dacos has 40-odd and kicks goals, the Pies win most often. I can see him rolling out being best on ground. <laughs> I, can, I really can. Yeah. Just yeah. For the, I can see that and enhance his reputation coming back from injury and Wouldn't leading it? the Pies to a grand final. And potentially you're right, winning a Brownlow a couple of days, days later. Just reminding everyone, hey, we've forgotten about Nick Dacos for a month, but yeah. this has been the, this has been the biggest story of the year, Nick Dacos. Yeah, it has been from a footy yeah. player's perspective, hasn't it? Uh, the, the Maynard hit on Brayshaw might have that covered from a tribunal perspective, but yeah, this is the Dacos return. Uh, Bombers, we've talked about them regularly and, and their dysfunction basically for a, a very long time. We know this time last year, David Barham came in and replaced uh, Brasher as president. And then that became a, a sacking of the coach, Ben Rutten by Brad Scott coming in. And then we had the uh, CEO, Xavier Campbell exiting and Craig Vozzo coming in during the course of the year, Josh Marnie took off. And now we know that Matt Rosa is going to be pitchforked in from outside the, uh, the AFL system from Peel Thunder, former player West coast and also Gold Coast son to basically take the main role that has been Adrian Dodoro's for the best part of 20 years. It's the four or five key planks of each footy club now. It's taken them 12 months under the promise of David Barham, but he's got there effectively. Seems pretty reasonable, I would have thought, from us from the outside. It's hard, but even I think Essendon people have all said something needed to change, didn't it? With what they've produced for the last sort of 15, 20 years and not getting the results they wanted, I think this was inevitable and it makes sense to me. They can have a clean slate now with you know, with a change over two years and really start to build this list and get that culture back to playing finals. And I think you've seen it with other clubs like the Pies more recently. Ned Guy gets pushed out on the back sure. of that and then uh, through really no fault of his own, but there was a lot of talk in and around the draft, how quickly it can change with a new set of mm. eyes. Yeah. 
new attitudes. Uh, and speaking of that, and attitudes need to be applied uh, to what's going to happen with Travis Boak. He's had his exit meeting. He spoke quite openly in that doorstop sense yesterday about wanting to go on and being a uh, one-club player. So that's clearly between the eyes of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. He wants a deal. They were 50-50 at best, and I feel the pressure publicly is sort of now coming on them to give him one more. But the balancing act of giving a 35-year-old another contract. I'm all for it. I get, though, that the taking up of the the list spot does cost the the, the potential growth of a uh, of a younger player. But I, I hope to see him, personally, going around again next year. Well, I still believe there are so many players on AFL list that would be easily replaced by a veteran with and that could still have a leadership role, even if it isn't in meaning playing on game day. And for a Travis Boak, who deserves, I think, a send-off regardless, and even if that takes to the end of next year or where, however that works in and around, for not having it for the fans, but also if you're going to have a Category B rookie or a Travis Boak, you'd be having a Travis Boak every day of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, we're on the same page. Oh, I agree. I think there's always spot for a veteran on the list. Like we've seen with Tom Jonas or Daniel Rich now and Nathan Jones in the past, they don't have to play in your best team, but what they can offer around the footy club and the leadership and mentoring and the fabric of a of a club, I think they're important. But I understand in this situation, he would have probably been set down and said, okay, well, this is the situation. We want to bring in Raddy Galea. We want to bring in Zerk Thatcher. We want to bring in a Ruckman or two. It's going to depend on list spots. Yep. So the option would have been to him, you can either retire and have it your way and get a big send-off, or you can wait until after trade period and see how many list spots, and we can't guarantee mm. a spot. That was something similar to the situation that I had at St. Kilda. Right. It was almost that, well, if you want to, there might be a chance there's a spot there for you. And but you chose the- You chose, well, no, I'm not going to. If you don't really want me, then I'm happy to retire. You know, then yep. that's the case. I reckon there'll be something similar for Travis Boak. And sometimes there are some, I know some other players- in a similar situation that, that hang on and wait to see if there is a, yeah. a list spot um, because you want to continue to play. Yeah. But at some point, um, it'd be interesting to see what he decides to do. If he doesn't go on, it'd be sad for the Port fans not to have a, a send-off and pay their tribute to him because he has been there for a very long time. Much love. You can get that early next season. Round three, they can have a home game and he can get his lap of honour and, and all those sorts of things. But um, that's the reality of football. A couple of prelim finals are going to be massive. We're going to predict those coming up very soon. You but sure next, you got an award no, last night? I think I did, to be fair. <laughs> he got it out. Uh, <laughs> income or Fugazi. What's going on? It's Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Damo and Joey take whiskey somewhere new with Starwood. Delicious, juicy and approachable. Fully matured in Australian red wine barrels straight out of Starwood's Port Melbourne Distillery. You got there, Rebsy. Now, they say <laughs> they go further for flavour, but I think they mean that figuratively because their ingredients are sourced literally within a day's drive of the distillery. And that distillery, Damo, picked up a whopping 12 gold medals in the recent San Fran World Spirits Competition. Venture to New Horizons with Starwood whiskey from all leading liquor stores. Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Take whiskey somewhere new with Star Wars. Delicious, juicy and approachable. Star Wars whiskey to new horizons. Triple M rocks footy. The prelim final predictions not too far away. So is Fair Dinkum or Fugazi, but... Take whiskey somewhere new, Damo, with Starwood. Mate, just around the corner, Rubsy, in Port Melbourne from ingredients sourced within a day's drive of the distillery. Which has picked up, can you believe, 12, yes, 12 gold medals in the recent San Fran World Spirits Competition. I'd love to be one of the judges in that competition. Mm, Venture to New Horizons with Starwood whiskey available from all leading liquor stores. Now on the Midweek Rub, it's... I'm going to start with you, Lee Montani. He's a former teammate of yours. He's now won two finals for Carlton, basically off his own boot. Blake Akers is the best value recruit of the year. Oh, 
I'll tell you what, it's a tough one. There's a, recency, there's a recency bias in this because mid-year when Carlton was struggling, there was a lot of talk about that Blake Akers wasn't really living up to his end of the bargain, but he's come good with the team the back end of the season. Come uh, good? He single-handedly won two finals, Joey. Single-handedly won two finals. Gee, he's played well. I love it. Good on to see Shakes. I'll say fair dinkum then, seeing you boys are bullying him into it. I like it. Yeah, we got there in the end. It took a while, but you got there. Yeah. Bobby Hill single-handedly won a final for Mel- uh, Collingwood two weeks ago. Yeah. He just seems like a good bloke too, Blake. He's a beauty. He's, He's a ripper. Damo, Melbourne missed Angus Brayshaw on field more than they were distracted by the incident with Braden Maynard. For Gazi, because they carried on for at least 24 hours too long off the field, and I reckon they could have just sharpened up their focus a little bit earlier. I, I know what you're saying, and I know others may answer that differently, but uh, I've got that as a for Gazi. Damo, I'm not buying into this, that if you talk about an incident on a Monday or Tuesday, it's affecting your performance seven days later. I, I'm not buying into it. it was the distraction cost them a win. They were, uh, they were up with a minute to go. I hate that sort of conversation, but I know the journos always go down that path, so I'll let you have it, Damo. I'm not touching it after my week on social media with the <laughs> Melbourne fans. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, Daisy, Steve Canilio is absolutely justifying his paycheck. Uh, 100% fair income, that is. He's been put back in the spot that he plays best, which is the midfield, and he's hitting the scoreboard, 30 disposals and two on the weekend after he missed a game because Callum Ward booted a footy into his head at training accidentally, of course. Um, yeah, he's been fantastic. Every time they've been down and out or looking like they need a spike, he's been the one to provide it. And not only that, he's an absolute star off the field as well. Joey, Melbourne completely butchered their sub selection. No, for Garzi, I hate this narrative as well. Um, Jeez, they would have spent a lot. Yeah, 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 it's this really, was, this really emotive me, so. language. Because Collingwood's in the prelim. They would have spent, <laughs> spent a lot of time, the Melbourne Match Committee, working out exactly what they needed. And if a tall went down, they were in all sorts of trouble because they weren't overly tall with their team and they needed Josh Shackey as insurance. So, again, they were, they were in front with a minute to go. And if they had a one, it would have been a great decision. But they lose and it was the worst decision ever. No, for Garzi. Just because you've you've been you stayed firm with Melbourne all year and now they're out in straight sets. That's right, that's right. But it wasn't because of Josh Shackey or Angus Brayshaw that they lost. It was because they missed their chances in front of goal. Well, Daisy, Port losing in straight sets is worse than Melbourne losing in straight sets. Wow, can we have a draw? As they're both no. as bad as one another. Um, I will say. Fugazi. I don't think it's worse with what happened to that backline. That was absolutely depleted, and we. We said and we thought if they were to lose that game, it would be on the back of the GWS Giants. Biggs getting involved, and they did. Riccardi was quite inaccurate. One goal, two or three. But Jesse Hogan kicking 4-4, four, four, having eight shots a goal, shows why. So I'll say Fugazi. Damo, Ronald Dale Barassi is the single greatest figure in the history of Aussie rules football. Absolutely fair dinkum, without a doubt. Uh, his playing career was often overlooked because his coaching career was so good, but people who saw him play say he was as good as anyone. So you've got that box, you've got the coaching box, you've got the the media box if you want to throw that in too, and you've also got the good bloke box as well to tick. So uh, he just ticked everything. And yeah, the, the legend of legends. Joey, Cowboy Neil is a legend of the St Kilda Football Club. Yeah, that's fair dinkum. Yeah, he's one of the, the greats. He... We spoke about this on Footy Talk. He used to joke that Barry Breen got all the all the attention for kicking the point in the 1966 grand final. Cowboy Neil just kicked five and talking about winning, <laughs> the, winning the game for St Kilda. So uh, he worked at the footy club when we were there, one of the giants he of St did, Kilda. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did. It was a smiling in the place, marketing department. Yeah. Just one of those people you just need at your football yeah. club. So our thoughts are with the uh, the Neil family. I'll stick with you, Joey. Sam Walsh's poise. By the way, Rudy wrote this. Sam Walsh's poise, skill, and toughness makes him the modern day Lenny Hayes. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. I'm going fair income. Ooh. Going fair income. 
Well, he was enormous. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Walsh, I love him. Oh, I think he's been he's been huge in these two finals, so he's enhanced his reputation. It's amazing how everyone jumped off him considering he had a broken back. That's right. Didn't do yeah. he was running slow laps <laughs> yeah. for the whole preseason. Uh Daisy, John O'Brown was on the Saturday rub last weekend. Yeah, BT reckons that I've I had the shoe polish in on uh, Friday night. Oh, uh, yeah, too much. I got a bit of strong feedback from Brian. I said to Brian, oh. you just worry about Knowing the player's name. (laughs) (laughs) Only big bad John O'Brown could get away with that kind of comment to BT. Yeah, no, that's fair as well. Uh, That's brilliant. That's a nice little drive-by. One thing Triple M won't stand for, though, is a nugget in the hair or a dusting of the teeth. Uh, That's historical. That's from the spud days. But that's a really nice delivered little whack there from JB. Uh, Damo, I'm going to play you a bit of audio as well. Caroline Wilson is reported as saying the flowers never made it to the vase. That's some bad Chinese. I put the flowers in a vase. So they wow. made it to the vase. Right. Okay. Yeah. Exclusive. I took them exclusive. out. Finally, yeah. yeah. Max has <laughs> given us an exclusive. <laughs> you heard it here first. The flowers made it to the vase. So he's turned up. He's bought the flowers. He's bought the wine. You've put the flowers in a vase. I put the you. wine in a cellar as well. Uh, oh, jeez. In, oh, in a wine good. fridge or something. Yeah. Max Gone sounds like a simply delightful house guest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go down the carrow park there. <laughs> I was trying to think, well, how can I answer this? Because <laughs> she's defending what she said. She even had a little, little barb last night yes. saying they may not have stayed in the bar. So I think I've noticed they say. Uh, yeah, back to the fair dinkum of uh, your question to me. He is. Yeah, Max. So uh, technically, the flowers aren't in the vase today. So yeah, technically, she's right. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how she operates. <laughs> Joey, now with a sponsor attached, the midweek rub has finally made it after three seasons. No, that's Fugazi. We've finally made it because we have the host that has just got yeah. a whole yeah. new stratosphere, no. the most emer- the biggest emerging talent in football media. That's why we are now going gangbusters. Right. That's how you were wanting to wear to that. No. <laughs> I'll finish with you, Daisy. Another bit of audio from the Saturday Rub. Time for the Saturday Rub quiz. Questions asked by a man with Riz. Today the theme oh, is no. famous finals suspensions. Yeah. I'm a lot better than Andrew Denton's. Here we oh. go. Oh. Oh. What was that? What's the finish? Oh. Well, it's hard to find something that rhymes with suspension. September Brownless <laughs> is clearly running on empty at the end of the season because he's resorting to pinching our gear. Yes, no, that's fair dinkum. September Brownless is an all-time worst at the minute. <laughs> he was bad enough when the cats were in there because he was distracted, but then he had an out. At the moment, he has no out. He's doing cashies at primary schools, <laughs> yes. secondary schools. I know that because Joey and I did one with him the other day. <laughs> September Brownless needs to sharpen up. Well, speaking of September, <laughs> did you mind to say anything? I was going to say, I'm not sure August uh, Brownless or July Brownless is a, a greater benchmark either. I work with him in February, no good either. <laughs> Couple of massive prelim finals to predict. We're going to do that next on Triple M Footy's midweek rub with Joey, Daisy, and Damo, all thanks to Starwood Whiskey. This is the Midweek Rub. Take whiskey somewhere new with Starward. Delicious, juicy and approachable. Starward whiskey to new horizons. Triple M rocks footy. Two massive prelim finals this weekend, of course. Kicking off Friday night, Collingwood oh, oh, oh. versus GWS at the MCG. Daisy has two cashies and an on-ground interview. <laughs> Who's going to win this game? I had to do the on-ground interview just for exchange for tickets. That's how hard they were to get down at the uh, mighty Collingwood Football Club. Life member, not quite good enough. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a cracker. Friday night, it all sets up, I think, to be the better of the two prelim finals. GWS's back half of the season form has been unbelievable and 
Although we thought against Port Adelaide it was going to be their tools that got it done, they gave Port Adelaide midfield an absolute slapping. Plus 21 in hitouts, plus 16 clearance, plus 19 contested possession, plus 74 uncontested possession. That was inside and outside, absolutely dominant. The good thing for the Pies, I guess, is the last two times they've played against the Giants, scoring shots, 63 they've had to 37. They kicked 11-22. We do have to go back two years to find that one. They've only met once since. The week off plays in the Pies' favour. Dacos back in the Pies' favour. I'm going to lean on that and go with the Pies in a close one. Most informed team in the comp, the Giants, 11 of 13. Everywhere you look at, all the numbers you look at, they are all favouring the Giants. They they scoring from the front half. They score from the back half. They're now scoring from clearance and turnover. Every line, they've got players in form. Their full forward line with Hogan and Green, their midfield are flying. Their, heart, their back line are as good as anyone to, to score against. So everything points towards the Giants. But oh, I'm learning my oh, lesson. Oh, I'm learning my lesson because <laughs> Collingwood, they just find a way, whether it's a fast start, whether they hold up defensively, whether they bang on six goals in 20 minutes, whether they come from behind. Whether they hold on to a lead, they find a way. And I think with 95,000 Collingwood fans, Ready? day cost back, I think the Pies will be playing in a grand final. I thought there was going to be streamers and blues. <laughs> I, I did say after the Melbourne Collingwood game, the winner of that would be in the box seat. And I still believe that. Even though everything is pointing towards the Giants, I just think the Pies find a way to win this. Damo, as we've done the last couple of weeks, can you pick us a couple of players you're keeping your eye on in this game? Just lesser light uh, type players. Uh, Bo McCreary for Collingwood. Uh, he's going to have to do and be at his explosive best at times in this game, given what the uh, GWS team has in their midfield. So when he gets the ball, that that crowd lights up like very few people have that effect on them. And I reckon he's going to be big in this game for that reason. Uh, this is not a secret, but Jerry, uh, Jesse Hogan's four goals for last week, 48 for the year. He's played mm. the most amount of games in his career this year. He's, play, he's kicked the most amount of goals in his career. He's gone back to the 2014-15 when he burst onto the scene with 47 and 41 goals in those first two years. And he's finally become the player he was always meant to be. As always, matchups are going to be really intriguing in this one. Do they send Darcy Moore to him or does Murphy get him? I'm leaning towards Murphy, Toby Green. Do you send Quainer or Maynard? The way they've spoken and, and the way Collingwood defend is they, they rotate. Don't, they, they don't, don't stick. They don't stick one player on one opponent. That's not how they defend. They will roll across. They'll trust each other. So you'll see all different matchups. Uh, it's it's an interesting. It's a risk against the Giants because Toby Green likes it when he can get different matchups and those things. They don't. But Collingwood, that's how they defend. They can't change the way they've defended all year. There'll be a lot of finger pointing when he kicks a goal, though, won't they? Well, <laughs> it wasn't on him they've then. Got to trust all six of them are responsible. Yeah. So someone's got to roll across and get behind him if someone presses up, all those things. So they've got to be really in sync, the Pies' defence. But I think they are. They showed it in that final against Melbourne. We'll turn our attention to the Gabba on Saturday. Brisbane versus Carlton. Joey? Well... Look, Carlton's two wins have been gutsy. It's been tough. They've been courageous. But I think they need to go to another level if they want to beat Brisbane at the Gabba. They haven't been beaten there this year. Their their, their system is, is holding up beautifully. I think they're primed and ready, the Brisbane Lions. There's no excuses this time around. I think they'll be raring to go. So unless Cripps and Walsh and Co. and Charlie Kerno can go to another level and play out of their skins, I'm finding it hard to make a case. But... In saying that, I thought the same against Melbourne and Carlton found a way, but I think they'll have to go to another level. I'm tipping Brisbane. Yeah, I dare to dream, and I'm not allowed to tip the Blues, of course, but I am just <laughs> hoping and praying in some sort of way that Payne goes out and Harry comes in and kicks six and Charlie takes hangers and kicks six 
I think it's going to be a shootout, which I think will probably suit the Blues with that five. Blues need to kick a score, don't they, to win this game? The last three games the Brisbane Lions have played in, they've averaged 106 points. Yep. So they are absolutely dominant. Hopefully it turns into a high scoring, just end-to-end like we saw last year with the Lions and the Tigers. 17 mm. uh, lead changes in that one. I think that's the best way the Blues can go on to win it. Fingers crossed, but I'll be tipping Brisbane. For what it's worth, I want Carlton to win. I'll be barracking for Carlton. I'm on the train. I hope they get there. I just think it's going to be very hard. And of these less light players, just given the unknown and the doubt around Jack Payne down back for Brisbane, Brandon Stasevich is going to be have yeah. to be at the top of his game. He's been really important for them in the past uh, probably three seasons now, certainly the past two, and he's a really, really crucial part of what they are about down there. And from a Carlton perspective, uh, I still reckon there's a semi-secret around how good Jack Martin has been and could be in this game. Well, for the record, the Blues are 11-1 and one since Daisy said he would never tip him again. That's it. That's been <laughs> this is what happens when the pressure gets released. <laughs> a, cl- a champion of the club just jumps off. This is what they needed. <laughs> you can catch both games live. Are you laughing at the fact that I call myself a champion or no, just the whole thing? <laughs> I recall the, the conversation we had. No, I remember it too. The Gold Coast game in question, Yep. Um, we both had sworn off yeah. in previous weeks and then I decided to stick with him and you went off him and you've maintained that? I do. Yeah. And you reckon you're the catalyst? I am. <laughs> I don't reckon. Hey, well, I don't get you, Rabs. Yeah, yeah, no, right, 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 right. no line team. Catch both games live on Triple M and the listener app, starting with Collingwood versus the GWS Giants at the MCG on Friday night with Luke Darcy, Mark Howard, Jason Dunstall, Nathan Brown, Damian Barrett, Tom Brown, and Ash Chua. This has been Triple M Footy's midweek rub. All thanks to Starwood Whiskey. Venture to New Horizons with award-winning Starwood Whiskey. Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub with Joey Montagna, Daisy Thomas and Damian Barrett. Follow Triple M Footy on socials to get the latest news and highlights. And to live stream games or listen anytime, download the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.